Hello, this is Robbie Motter, the host of Diva Strategies for Success, where each week I bring you a dynamic guest and their topic, and we get to learn a lot of new things. Today, my guest is Darcy Keith. Darcy is in from Indiana, and she has quite a background. She's and let me tell you a little bit about her. We're waiting for her to come online. She should be with us shortly. But I can tell you um, she's known as the Queen of Survival and the Miracle Child. Darcy Keith is, as I said, she's known as the Queen of Survival and the Miracle Child. Darcy Keith is an internationally recognized, award-winning speaker and author. As the only unbuckled backseat survivor in her fatal car crash, Darcy, a 22-year-old Ball State senior, had to learn how to begin life again mentally, physically, emotionally, and financially. Life-threatening injuries she sustained left her in a coma with paralyzed, paralyzed, and was paralyzed to half of her body, relying on life support to help her breathe. Over the years, Darcy has overcome her many life-altering experiences with success and has emerged as an expert on surviving and thriving through life's challenges and trials. She has served as the keynote speaker for seminars, conferences, and meetings for corporations, nonprofits, and associations. She also speaks for the Traffic Education and Decision-Making Module of the NFL's Rookie Success Program was most recently speaking for the Baltimore Ravens. Yay, that's a great team. Darcy is the only speaker on the NCAA Secret Registry who has a program on the topic of brain injury. She has appeared on various television and radio venues across the country, including ABC, CBS, and Fox, with folks such as the ABC News reporter Bob Woodruff. She has received numerous awards, including, including... being awarded as the Indiana Hero by the Indiana Pacers Basketball Organization, the 2006 Think First National Speaker of the Year, 2000 Ball State University graduate of the last decade and many decade and many others. Today, Darcy is a professional speaker, career woman, author, advocate, and leader. In addition, she is a contributing author to two books, Refined by Fire. Discovering Victories Through Adversity, and Women Like Us, Real Stories and Strategies for Living Your Best Life. Darcy and her husband, Chris, have one daughter, and they reside in Fishers, Indiana. And our topic today is going to be Steps for Overcoming Adversity. Hi, Darcy. Welcome to the show. Well, thanks, Robbie. Thanks for having me. Uh, tell us about how you became known as the Queen of Survival and the Miracle Child. Well, unfortunately or fortunately, Robbie, I have survived many different things in my life, um, including being the only backseat survivor in my car crash, um, being in a, a fire, um, also fertility issues, uh, lots of different challenges I've had and survived. Um, so those are that's why I think they call me the queen of survival because I've been blessed with many experiences to survive. <laughs> and then you're able to share those experiences with others, right? Absolutely, yes. Share them with others. And hopefully, Robbie, they can learn from either my mistakes 
or just how how to do something to make their lives better. Right. When you were faced with losing everything you worked for in your life, how did you pick up the pieces and move on with your life? So many people would just give up, but you didn't. You just moved on. You're right. When I lost everything physically, mentally, emotionally, and financially from being the only backseat survivor in my fatal car crash, uh, how do you pick yourself up from that? Uh, how do you pick yourself up from uh, everyday challenges that we go through or different d- other challenges like divorce, abuse, um, you know, challenges in your house with your household, financial challenges? How I did that was when I, I picked myself up, I did a STEPS formula, or what I call the STEPS formula. The uh, first S in, is surrender, let go what you can't control. So the one of the first things I did was um, in picking myself up, I realized, you know, I can't control what happened to me. I can't control, for example, that a semi-driver hit our car, leaving me with a temporary paralysis, with a brain injury, with memory loss, with, um, you know, here I was 22 years old in a wheelchair with diapers. I couldn't control that. But what I could control, Robbie, was my attitude and how I address the particular situation because an attitude, a good attitude, will help determine the outcome. So first thing is I surrendered. I let go of what I couldn't control. Then the T in steps is I tried not to play the victim attitude. I didn't be like, poor me, why me, why did this happen to me, because that will not get you very far in life. So that was one thing that I did where – I, I didn't feel myself trapped in this situation. Um, and when we, be, we become a victim, when we, we begin to see things as one, and a victim is the way because he refuses to help himself. So I didn't play the victim. I tried to help myself with the best way possible. And with the E, the best way possible was to exemplify a positive attitude. Um, I took things day by day, um, and I call it chunking it up <laughs> because you take little chunks and little baby steps, and those are huge because each little baby step adds up and gets you towards your final goal. But you have to maintain that positive attitude. Now, sometimes I, I have to admit, though, I didn't have the most positive attitude in the world, and it's hard to maintain that positive attitude. But when you're around people that support you, it's better to have um, that positive attitude. Positive attitude also allows us to live longer, healthier lives. I don't know about you, Robbie, but that that's something that I want. Um, a positive attitude helps to cope with life's daily activities. Uh, it helps us manage and handle stress because if we don't have a positive attitude, stress will handle less. And lastly, I believe a positive attitude leads to, um, again, success and happiness. So with the P and N steps, I persevered with fortitude and determination. Now, some, it sounds easier than it is. I mean, sometimes it's really, really hard. But perseverance is I, I steadfast. I was steadfast. I stayed the course. And with fortitude, the determination keeps us going and that, that strength. So even when I was trying to get my, my personal, you know, physical strength back from the paralysis, it was hard. <laughs> I mean, it hurts. It's painful. And we go through a lot of challenges in life that are very painful, but when we had that goal in mind and we had that positive attitude and we had that determination because we know what we want in the end, whether it be a, you know, a successful business, whether it be a happy marriage, or whether it be 
an outcome that we that we particularly want, we have to be determined to get to that end result. And the last, I totally, act, I okay. totally agree with you. I believe a positive attitude has everything to do with our living. I mm-hmm. I use I went through breast cancer this year, and I was always positive because, like you, you can't control what happened. You just have to move on. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure when maybe when you were going through breast cancer. Sometimes um, it, it, the, it may have looked bleak, or you didn't know what the outcome was going to be, um, and you just and you were perse- and you persevered with that positive attitude. You always stayed positive, um, and you're right. That attitude is what carries you through because it, so many times you could get down on yourself, and and it's it, it's easy to do that to to switch to a negative attitude and think of everything that could go wrong and or about your future. Be negative about that, right. But, and but that's not necessarily the the way to go. It's being positive or trying your best to have that attitude. So I admire you for doing that because that would be something very difficult um, to go through. What was what would you say that was the most important aspect that helped you get back on your feet? I think the most important aspect in helping me get back on my feet, uh, the aspect was my support of my family and my friends. When I was my my crash happened or my my brain injury happened when I was a senior in college, and there wasn't one day that went by that I didn't have a sorority sister, I didn't have a family member, or one of my friends, uh, or you know some other relative visit me in the hospital, and that encouraged me to keep going, and they, they encouraged me and they supported me. Um, even when I was just, you know, when I couldn't hold my head up and I would cry, you know, they would encourage and support me, and that gave me the momentum to move on and and to be successful. So I think the most important aspect is the support of family and friends. I agree. What role does your faith play in overcoming adversity? Um, my faith plays a huge role because I know whenever there's adversity in my life, sometimes. I can't handle it myself. I could I could worry about it, I could fret over it, but I have to give it to God and I have to allow him to help me through this. Because I know physically, mentally, everything, I can't do this by myself. Um so God allows adversity in our lives to help us bring closer uh, to him. And I think that that happens when we allow God to help us through any type of adversity. Um, what advice would you give someone who is facing adversity in his or her life? Well, I, if someone is facing adversity in their life, I would definitely encourage them to go through the steps process of surrendering, not playing the victim attitude and so forth. But the last S um, in adversity that I think is very important is specifically ask for help if you need it. Because if we're going through adversity, sometimes we want to keep that to ourselves and we don't want to make it, public or let people know what we're going through uh, because either we're embarrassed or there may be another instance that you just don't want people to know. But you know what? It's okay to ask for help. It's okay to talk to people about it um, because I think that is is one of the big aspects in overcoming adversity. It, I mean, it's not you know gossip or telling people all the different things that's going on in your life. But if somebody's there to help you and support you, that is... Uh, one of the most important things in overcoming adversity. 
Right. Uh, you talked about making a life and death decision when you switched seating positions in the back seat of the car. What are some ways to make good decisions? Um, some different ways on making good decisions. I'd say are, are three main um, ideas or three main things. Um, when I made that life and death decision, actually, I don't necessarily remember making it, um, but I, I made a decision to sit in the middle of the back seat because I had the longest legs. And when we switched positions in the car, I sat behind the driver. I don't know what caused me to make that decision, but I, maybe it's just that the driver is not going to allow herself to be hit or hurt, um, so then I would be safe. I, you know, who knows? Uh, but I still made that decision, that life death, death the decision, which did save my life because my two sorority sisters sitting next to me, the one in the middle of the back seat and the one sitting behind the passenger, both died in this crash. Oh, wow. but, for, but for making good decisions in life, um, I think there are three main points. One is identify what is causing you stress because, again, um, stress causes more things on our health, I mean, you look at work, home, health, relationships, being too busy. I've had to turn down several leadership roles in my community because I can't do everything. I can't, you know, do a job, be a professional speaker, uh, be an author, be a mom, be a wife, and take other leadership roles. You have to know your limits. And I, so I think knowing your limits and identifying what is causing you stress is one of the things in making good decisions. Um, the second one is establish priorities in your life, and whether that be time with your family, time with your friends, um, your your sports activities. You know, establish what you want to do in your life and what your priorities are. And then the third thing in making good decisions, um, I would say eliminate or reduce what is not important or urgent to you. Um, my daughter, she's nine, and she'd be like, like right now, before before I got on the, this wonderful interview, Robbie, um, she said, Mom, 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 i got to tell you who is my partner Thursday for the field trip. And I'm like, no, Olivia, hold on. She's like, but i got to read this to you. i got to read this to you. And my husband's like, is it important now or is it important later? And, and she's like, you know, it, I, I can read it to Mom later. So eliminating or reducing what is not important or urgent helps relieve some of that stress because she was a little excited and maybe she was stressed because I wouldn't listen to her at the moment. But eliminating and and reducing something that's not that important or urgent will help you um, in in making a good decision. You have to identify what's important now that's valuable of your time, I, I, I'd say, you know, what's gonna, is it going to matter 80 years from now or 40 years from now if I make this decision? And that's, you know, how I weigh sometimes what's um, important. Yeah, that's a good way to do it. In your life, there have been many circumstances where you have faced change from being a high school exchange student in a foreign country where you knew very little of the language to being a victim of domestic violence. What is the secret to embracing change? Um, I, I think the secret of embracing change, um, again, stands from accepting the steps and um, and never say never because change is going to happen. And if you say, oh, I'm never going to do this, then you get in your mindset that you're and you're stuck. So I think one of the things to embracing change is be open to, to change. And, and then if, if change happens and if you can't control it, that's okay. But 
change is constant. So embracing the change um, is probably one of the key steps. So, I say that also the secret to embracing change is when you admit, you own it, you feel it, and you express your fear. When you do all those things, you have the ability to move through the change, transform the change, and utilize its power in a positive way. So what foreign country did you go as a high school exchange student? How long were you there? Um, I won a scholarship from the U.S. government and the Japanese government to be an exchange student um, from the state of Indiana. Um, There were two of us that were selected from all the high school juniors in the state, and we went to Japan for three months between our junior and senior year, which was very interesting. I I stayed with the host family, and I um, lived in Tokyo, and so I got a lot of opportunities to visit, um, and we were in Washington, D.C. Be- a week before, and we learned the language, but it's really hard. The language is very tricky, and you can, uh, it was hard, too, because um, everybody could spot me in a crowd because I was usually taller than the other high school kids, and I had different colored hair than you know, the black Japanese, and it, but it was a lot of fun. Good. I think that must have been quite an experience as well. It was. It was um, a it was neat to see what another culture, how they live, uh, what they eat, what they do, uh, what how they worship, uh, how they go to school, and just listening to them, what type of sports they do, uh, and just how their mentality is. Because, like the high school kids were very, or seemed to be very immature uh, compared to United States um, teenagers. And, of course, that may have changed because it's been quite a while since I've been there, but that was my first impression. Uh, how have you kept the right attitude in overcoming adversity? Well, I all, I know that I could always be worse off than I am. I know that there will always be challenges, and sometimes life isn't fair. But how I have the right attitude is I always learn from the adversity, and I grow from it. Uh, we can take two different types of attitudes. We can accept it, you know, and be positive or we can be negative. And going into life knowing that helps us address issues and make best of the situations, whether it's the worst or the best. So even though life may not be fair, you know, I just learn from my adversity, my challenges, and then I grow from it. Right. How does getting back to the basics improve your life? Well, having lost, again, everything mentally, physically, emotionally, and having to relearn how to walk, talk, think, drive, be potty trained. I mean, that's pretty basic, especially when I, you know, had a feeding tube and then I ate um, what looked like canned cat food because they, I, I didn't know how to swallow. So I had to learn the basics of even functioning all over again. And putting that to modern day, I believe that we get too busy today with all of the noise from the world to notice what's going on around us. So if we get back to the basics, I know Andrew Luck has just a basic flip phone. He doesn't have a smartphone or one that texts and different things. I'm sure I think the basic his basic flip phone texts, but it's not a smartphone. Um, and he's you know a very successful football player. He's he's not letting the noise of the social media necessarily interfere with his life. Um, same thing with when you're learning a sport. You don't start out knowing or, you know, going out and playing and being the best person you can. You learn the basics. You learn the fundamentals first. So when I learned the fundamentals, again, of swallowing, of of driving, I had to go through driver's education again, then I appreciated it more. 
and I'm not. I'm trying not to allow the noise of the world um, to interfere with my life. How long were you in the re- uh, rehab to get back to being the person that you were before all this happened to you? You know, Robbie, that is a great question, and that is why they call me the Miracle Child, um, because my crash happened September 12th, and I was discharged to go back to Ball State University as a full-time student on November the 7th, so less wow. than two months. Uh, and that's including being in a coma for six days and coming out of a coma and, again, relearning how to walk, talk, think, everything but driving. Um, and, and with a brain injury, it's like having attention deficit. You can't concentrate on the information you want to re- want to retain. You can't remember it, or and then you can't recall it. Uh, so it was like, you know, I could, I can do all these things. I learned how uh, how to cope and some tips that helped me through college and to where I could graduate and be successful. Huh, that is amazing. Um, what are five things on your bucket list? Five things on my bucket list. I would like I would like to become an international speaker. I, I've you know spoken on the West Coast. I've spoken on the East Coast, North, South, you name it. But I would like to be um, an international speaker. And having spoken for the Baltimore Ravens and the Indianapolis Colts, I'd like to do some more NFL teams. Um, actually, it would be great to do at least 10% of the NFL teams. And what I speak on, again, is the traffic education and decision-making module. So here I am teaching NFL rookies how to make good decisions both on the field and off the field, as well as some traffic education and some laws um, in their state. So that is as one thing. I would like to travel with my husband to Hawaii. I've always wanted to go there. Um, That's my home. I'm I'm from Hawaii, born and raised. Are you really? I bet it's a beautiful place. It is. It is. I'm I'm five generations from the island. Wow. Wow. That's that's cool. That's neat. Um, but that that's one of my places I'd like to go. I'd like to also take him having. Um, and when I was in college, I studied in London, and I, w- I toured Europe. I'd love to take my husband back through Europe. Um, that's kind of something I want to share with him because I loved it so much. Um, okay. So that's on the bucket list. And then the last thing on my bucket list is to write my own book. Um, since we've talked or since I sent that information to you, um, a third book was published um, where I'm a contributing author. It's called Leading the Way, Real Stories and Strategies for Living Your Best Life. And um, do you remember Gloria Gaynor, her song, I Will Survive? Okay. Well, her people contacted me a couple weeks ago wanting to submit um, a chapter for her new book, and I I don't know if it's accepted yet or, you know, like an essay type of thing for her book. Um, So if if it is accepted, then, you know, I'll be be in her book. Um, And then I've submitted another one, which I talked to the guy um, yesterday. It's on Toastmasters. It's on professional speaking or public speaking. So we've got a lot of things in the works. Again, I have to let go of what I can't control, but just you know, try to balance things out. Right. Well, I think that I think something uh, maybe your book could be something about you know talk about just some of your experiences because mm-hmm. you can help so many. Because a lot of times when these things happen to people, they think that they're the only person, mm-hmm. and when they when somebody else shares their story. They understand. Oh wow! I'm not the only person, and look how wonderful this person came through it all. So you can be, you know, like a role model for others. I I would love to, and um, 
especially with traumatic brain injury, with the service members coming back with those blast traumatic brain injuries, as well as with the concussion issue, um, and and talking, you know, about that. Uh, I, I want to be a role model. I want, in the sense of, I want to help others know that they can be successful. Um, there was one lady. I don't know. Uh, it was last. No, two years ago at the Indiana State Fair where a stage collapsed during um, one of the concerts, and she received a traumatic brain injury. When they took her to the hospital, she received a drug as part of a trial, and this drug was supposed to really help her in her recovery. But they won't tell her if she got the placebo. I think it's CO, placebo, or the actual drug. Um, And she is concerned that she may, may have gotten the placebo, and I looked her straight in the eye, and I said, you know what, no matter if you got the drug or the placebo, you can recover and live a normal life in the sense of um, I'm, and we have a new normal. I mean, I have a new normal. I'm not the same as before, but we live with our new normal, and we can be successful in our new normal. And I want to share that message with other survivors of traumatic brain injury as well as other survivors of any other type of thing, You know, having been a victim of domestic violence and from that going through a divorce. And then I lost my second child um, before it was born. And I have fertility issues with my first one. So, I mean, there's a lot of us have gone through so much. And just sharing that hopefully will give hope because that's what I want to do. I want to offer hope and I want to offer things that help me get through certain situations and be that beacon of light rather than that darkness. Do you have a website, Darcy? Um, I do. My website is www.darcykeith.com, and I'm going to go ahead and spell the Darcy Keith. It's D-A-R-C-Y-K-E-I-T-H.com. So that way people can go there and learn more about you. I'm going to put you, uh, I'll send you an email, and I'm going to put you in touch with a friend of mine, and you can look her up. She's a inter- top international speaker. Her mm-hmm. name is Terry Hawkins. Okay. So if you go to Terry Hawkins, T E R R Y Hawkins dot com, okay. she does a lot of things, and she's actually expanding her training and stuff to bring in other people. So you could possibly, this could be a way for you to get on an international circuit. That that would be awesome. I'm going to look her up then. Um, and she's a good, good friend of mine. She's living in California now. But she is one dynamic woman, and I'm going to tell her about you and see if maybe she can open. She, as I said, she's originally from Australia. Whether she can open oh, any wow. doors for you there, and also there's another gal I know that is also does books where you can be in a chapter, mm-hmm. and hers is unique in that it doesn't. Um, I I did a chapter on my cancer thing in her book, but she's going. To, she's written six books. She's doing more. And uh, she does, she tells you how many words you do it, and she mm-hmm. does she the editors who edit it out, and they publish it, and it doesn't cost you anything. Okay, that sounds great. So I'll send you that as well. And then uh, I actually am going to interview some gals that are really good, and you might want to look them up because all they're about is helping somebody get their books. They, they're called a catalyst, C-A-T-A-L-Y-S. Let me see what I'm interviewing them. Okay. But Because I, too, would like to – I've been in a lot of books and written a lot of fours, but I haven't <laughs> written my own book either. Mm-hmm. And then uh, their names are Linda McDaniel and Virginia McCullen. 
and they're known as the Book Catalyst. And they're going to be on my show on August 5th. But let me give you a website because you might, you know, get some great knowledge okay. on their website and get you on the track and you can let them know that I sent you. Okay. They're, they're, they're all about helping people like us get a book. Um, their website is um, www.thecatalyst.com. They've written 125 books. Wow, that's a lot. I don't know how you have time for that. That's great. Yeah, so check them out. I mean, because they, oh, they have a free report okay. on their website. So, it, um, so that way... You know, you can kind of go through the steps, and it sort of helps you to decide. It's, yeah, www.bookcatalyst.com. So anyway, let's get back to you. Uh, okay, again, give them your website, Darcy. Give them your website again. Oh, sure. It's www.darcykeith.com. And, uh, Darcy, you like to go out and speak for groups and things like that. What is your email so people can contact you? Sure. It's Darcy, that's D-A-R-C-Y, at DarcyKeith.com. So, okay. Yeah, I'd, I'd love to speak to groups, associations, corporations, um, sports teams. I've spoken at colleges. Again, um, NCA registered speaker that actually um, they did away with the, the registry um, but I still have that opportunity um, to speak to colleges, um, other student organizations, and a whole list of my programs that I offer, as well as video testimonials and a demo video are on my website. Okay. Well, it was wonderful talking with you, and I am so glad that you are known as the queen of survival and the miracle child. You certainly have your act together, and I, I agree with you. A positive attitude does everything. And I look forward to, I'll send you an email with these okay. connections for you. And keep keep me posted, okay? I will. And thank you so much, Robbie, for having me on your show. I've been so excited. And I'm, I was looking forward to this. And I just, I'm, I'm thrilled. Thank you so much. Okay. Well, I'm sure we have a lot. And like I said, the show goes archived and people can listen at their own uh, leisure. Okay. Oh, we have somebody that just came in. Let me see if we're not, we're stop recording a little Hello, this is Robbie Motter. How can I help you? I guess they were just listening. Okay, Uh-oh. well, we'll, <laughs> we'll so we'll talk later and have a great day and tune in next week for Diva Strategies for Success. Bye now. Bye bye. <laughs>